Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. And those melodious tones can only mean one thing. It's another episode of Guys of a Certain Age. Robbie Koblenz behind the mic along with my cohorts. Art Sherling. Jay Reed. And we're all together again. Together like the first time? No. Wow. No. No, but it has, it's yeah. been a while. It's been a while. Been a while. Yeah. I mean, I've seen each of you individually because obviously I'm the linchpin of the show. But uh, if if our listeners haven't figured that one out, they're, they're exchanging knowing glances. I'm probably going to be knocked off uh, sometime this afternoon. There's probably been a hit ordered on me. They're not since you own the equipment. I yeah. think we've got to keep you alive for a little while yeah, longer. Yeah, but you know, this stuff is not that expensive. You can find I have been pricing equipment. <laughs> okay. I actually well, did that. You, you have your own studio too, yeah. right? Well, it's not that sort of mine. It's <laughs> right next door to your office. That's right. So uh anyway, how are you guys doing? It's uh you know, we're we're into summertime. Yeah. But it's gonna be a nice, cool week. Let's little last little taste of spring, I guess. Kind of a kind of a Seals and Croft uh, summer breeze. Yeah, was that Seals and Croft? No, it wasn't Seals and Croft. Who's saying summer breeze? I think that was Seals and Croft. I think it was yeah. Seals and I think Croft. Summer breeze here though is you know walking into a wall of humidity. I don't know. If the, <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be less humid too though. Yeah, I'll believe that, that be nice. when I feel yeah. it. After being it's all relative, being at the um, ballpark the last few nights where you would you know there there was no breeze, so just kind of kind of warm and muggy. So anyway. All right, well, let's let's hit it with, uh, since we deprived our loyal listeners of a Geeks of the Week last time around, uh, let's jump into it. Uh, who wants to go first? Jay, you want to do? I'll, I'll take it, yeah. And we have talked about my, uh, when we talked about collecting, um, and the, defining collecting is not hoarding. I'm going to be clear about that. I was going through some things, came across some magazines. I was trying to get rid of some stuff, and came across this article in a Ole Miss Alumni Association magazine about a journalism graduate who's by the, uh, his name is Jesse Holland and apparently he wrote the novel when black when Marvel was getting ready to start getting the Black Panther movie ready to roll and uh, start promoting it they hired him to write the novel the Black Panther novel kind of update the story bring it into modern times a little bit and uh, so he was the guy that wrote the Black Panther novel uh, and before that actually, he got a call from Lucasfilm, and they're like, uh, "This is kind of funny. I need to read it to make sure I don't don't mess it up." But they said, uh, "said the editor from Lucasfilm calls and asks, are you a fan of Star Wars?'" He said, "I love Star Wars." He said, "We're looking for somebody to write the backstory of the character of Finn. Have you ever written fiction before?" He said, "I love Star Wars." <laughs> <laughs> and next, I think he wrote that one before he wrote the the Black Panther thing. But I just thought it was cool. This is a guy from. Mount Pleasant, Mississippi, near Holly Springs. Uh-huh. And yeah. uh, he probably, Art, I think he would have been, um, you wouldn't have been there when he was there. I think maybe I overlapped a year based on when he graduated. I would have been there about the same time. Is he uh, still in Mississippi? or does he- He's in D.C. now. Okay. He writes for several different places. He's written a couple of books about one called The Invisibles, the untold story of African-American slaves in the White House. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of books like that. That's sort of his genre. Um, but he's mostly a journalist. Uh, then got into fiction doing this other stuff. Okay. So, and then in the course of the article, there's another uh, another Ole Miss grad named Amy Vincent who goes by the pen name of Claudia Gray. 
and she's written several of the Star Wars um, sort of backstory. Wow. There's a Princess Leia, and there's a couple other Master and Apprentice, I think is another one. So two Ole Miss grads who were there around the time uh, that when, I was there. Now, When did they graduate? 04 and oh, – no, sorry, 94 and 92. I think Holland graduated yeah. in 94, and I gra- in, uh, she graduated in 92. Yeah. And I graduated in 91 after uh, several extra years. Yeah. So – Okay. So you were, you were gone by, by then, Long I time. I was 10 years before. Yeah, 84. <laughs> yeah, 84. So. Gee whiz. Yeah. So we see what so they've the done. connection. We see what they've done with their old Miss degrees. <laughs> and then there's you two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> World famous podcasters. Yeah. That's right. Or, we, yeah. Apparently we're associating with the wrong people. That's, that's probably, <laughs> yeah. that's probably right. Been held down. We're anchored. <laughs> Yeah, there's probably more truth in that than uh, than yep. you're willing to admit. So anyway, all right. Well, that was kind of cool. Yeah, I thought it was cool. So that's very cool. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Really is. Okay, Mr. Shirley. Okay, so mine's not nearly as cool, but oh, I uh, bet it is. mine's a Swamp Thing, and uh, I don't know if you saw uh, Swamp Thing is a, a series that uh, DC Universe uh, had set up. James Wan was uh, is directing it was directing it it was canceled after its first episode and um, yeah so it's uh, one of their original pieces of original content they're putting together and uh, uh you know people are wondering about the reason because you know could it have had that bad ratings even after the first episode uh but uh part of what people are thinking is going on is that uh there was a deal with north carolina where it's, right. being, it's being uh, produced or being uh, filmed and put together and uh, they had promised them certain tax credits. It's in, in an accounting error. They all fell through. So I think what I saw, the, the largest estimates were uh, the production is at $80 million for a 13-run, uh, a 13-episode season, which got cut to a 10-episode season. And um, North Carolina backed out to the tune of about $40 million. Is that about what you saw? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so they said, well, we can't afford to – to make this which is a shame because i've watched two episodes of it and it's really a pretty well done series it's got a it's a very fun it has a a very spook much of a spooky uh horror movie kind of vibe to it uh you know i've watched some of the other original programming that dc universe has has come up with and have just not been at all impressed but i really liked this a lot and would like to have seen it had a, a little bit more of a run on it but uh it's very interesting to see how uh you know how tied in they are to these uh, these tax credits and things that states give, and you know you can certainly understand if you're if you're all of a sudden it's going to cost you twice as much to produce why well, you might not want to produce it anymore. But just how these things affect the entertainment that we get to see. So that's my geek of the week. Like I said, if you haven't gotten DC Universe yet, it's definitely worth trying out for the seven day trial and seeing certain. I like the older stuff in the comic books. But this swamp thing is worth watching as well. So instead of trying out the DC Universe, you think maybe more like the DC Solar System? Yeah, they've already said there's already rumors that uh, you know they're that they're going to pull the plug on the universe altogether based on some of this. But uh, they're saying no, that's not the case. But yeah, it's definitely not quite the universe it yeah. was. Maybe not a galaxy. Solar system's probably good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A Van Ort belt, mm-hmm. as it were. So, but and that you- segues into. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, there you perhaps go. Perhaps it's only, you know, a, a low orbit type situation. There. There you go. Yeah. Uh, except I'm going to do the other that I talked oh, about. Oh, man. Oh, that's right. You yeah. changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I changed. I changed. The, so I was thinking about the, the fact that NASA is going to allow space tourists for like $12,000 a night to spend a night on the 
uh, International Space Station, plus other costs, plus you got to get there. And I, I don't think Uber or Lyft gets you to low orbit. But you get uh, hotel points for that. I, you know, how interesting would that be? And that reminds me of a uh, of a of an episode of Mad Men when Conrad Hilton is telling Don Draper, you know, Don, I want to see a Hilton on the moon, and he actually wanted them to mock up a Hilton hotel really? on the moon. And when they didn't do it, Connie Hilton fired Don Draper, and he's like. Well, Don, I told you I wanted the moon. And Don's like, that is dumb, you know? And I thought you were being, you know, metaphorical. No, I said I wanted the moon. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, anyway, it... Yeah, that doesn't really segue into anything other than... Well, we could say that uh, for the cost of... A similar cost? Yeah, there you go. We could go to Geek of the Week with this. Hey, Tim Cook, I'm talking to you. $6,000 for an entry-level Mac Pro is ridiculous. Ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. So, uh, Apple had worldwide worldwide developer conference last week, and um, Apple has been out of the pro computer space for a little while. Their last uh, entry was the uh, the infamous Darth Trash Can Mac. Pro from 2013, which was kind of a neat device at the time, but it was severely limited as far as expansion was concerned. Well, Apple came back and they they pulled out this really beautiful design, very reminiscent of the late 20, uh, 2010, or I guess early 2010 Mac Pro. It's the cheese graters and uh, look great. Uh, tons of expandability. Entry level to get into it is $6,000. And that comes with? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> so you've got to add on cards to get uh, video out. You've got some base functionality there, but I don't even think we we just know the options that you're going to have available. There's uh, some proprietary third party cards that will allow you to, uh, to to speed up rendering and uh, all kinds of 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 AMD Radeon cards that you can drop mm-hmm. in. Um, but we don't know any of the pricing other than starting at $59.95. Right. So, which I, I think is $2,000 too much for something that you've got to option up anyway. And uh, so and the fact that you can't use NVIDIA graphics. That to me is a, a huge thing. If you're targeting the 3D rendering space people, you know, are those professionals and not allowing that as at least an option? It seems like you've already kind of yeah up a huge segment. That that box is beautiful. That box is absolutely beautiful. Gorgeous design. The way they've designed to get into it, it's absolutely incredible. But I do think they've missed the price point. And then they would come back and say, I'm sure, hey, we've got the iMac Pro at $5,000. Mm-hmm. That gets you a little bit closer there. But I really wanted to see a Mac Pro at a thirty nine ninety five price point, then option it up mm-hmm. and get me something where I can get into it for under seven. Yeah. And that that would be and great. Start producing something for under seven. Because yeah. right now you really can't. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you can't at all. And then they had their monitor, which was what, six thousand dollars? Six thousand dollars plus plus a one thousand dollar stand. Yeah. So I heard that. I could not even wrap my mind around that. And, and, and seeing some seeing uh, some Twitter videos that pop up of folks just kind of surrounding the stand and just like hooing yeah. and hawing on display. If you guys remember from Toy Story 1, when uh, they go to the arcade and there's the, the little space aliens and the thing, the claw. That's right, the or, stand. Yeah, the stand. It just kind of reminded me of that. But uh, And we're, you know, we're Apple people, or at least I am anyway. I know you've, you've transitioned over because you had to. Most of I, I, I would choose I would choose Apple. Yeah. So um, it's not like we're, you know, the people that come in and, and bash everything Apple does. It's just that this seems like... Uh, 
the latest in several mistakes that have been made and not really understanding who their audience is. I say that and they continue to make money. So obviously I don't know anything. Continue to take yeah. our money as yeah, well. That's right. So. that's right. Another interesting thing from the Worldwide Developers Conference last week that was kind of overshadowed by the Mac the Mac Pro announcement was the fact that they have now split the iPad operating system right. off from the iOS operating system. So it's now called iPad OS. So now you've got the TV OS, you've got Mac OS, you've got iOS, and then you've got iPad OS. And another thing that's really cool, and I forget the code name for the for the software, but they've developed a develop they've developed a set of developer tools. Say that fast five times, mm -hmm. where you can take an iOS app and very quickly deploy it to a Mac operating system. So if you so now if you've created a application. Uh, an app for your phone or or for the uh, the tablet, you can easily port that and get that to a full blown computer application, right? Which saves a ton of development time. Mm -hmm. And it also, folks are wondering: if, Are we moving to a convergence of operating systems on the Mac side where everything is going to run some iOS derivative? So, and that's kind of where the Mac operating system has pushed to. Um, the past few years, it's become more iPhone-like. So, uh, anyway, interesting. Some some neat stuff came out last week. Uh, Apple is hitting on most of cylinders. The design on that unit was great. It just the price point, I think, makes mm -hmm. it prohibitive for most folks. So, you've ordered two, right? I've Art? got two. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And, and a stand with no monitor. Yeah, you're just gonna. I'm just gonna put my iPad up on the stand and figure, you know. <laughs> But you can use it. <laughs> and, you know, it, it, the other thing about the monitor, the monitor is gorgeous. It's a $6,000 box. Um, the stand, 6K? Or is it, yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's a 6K monitor. Yeah, 32, 37-inch monitor. I can't remember what it is. It's got is, some but, great specs to yeah. it. But they don't even give you a, a Visa um, adapter for the monitor because yeah, 200 bucks for that that's right? 200 bucks so yeah. you you basically you're gonna have to buy something to get this thing hung mm -hmm. and yeah just kind of crazy so anyway that's my geek of the week so fun stuff fun stuff marvel swamp apple <laughs> wow it's like the big three the big three, the big three. so uh, but we didn't talk about food which is what we've left for the last half of the program we're gonna talk breakfast the most important meal of the day right jay absolutely so is is breakfast your favorite meals meal for you guys not meals pretty much as a you know as a individual if you're looking at breakfast lunch and dinner i'm i'm gonna choose breakfast pretty much every time you know if that is my choice yeah what about you aren't yeah i love breakfast you know i don't know that it's my necessarily my favorite meal of the day uh but it's certainly the first one i have <laughs> Fun, fun. Yeah, that's right. So, all right. Well, let's let's talk about the the rise of, of of breakfast foods outside of breakfast. So, I grew up. You know, we would do breakfast for supper at times. Mm -hmm. So, oh, yeah. and usually that's going to be a, a French toast or a, um, pancakes or, or waffles or something with with bacon. Um, so, was that was that just? I mean, do you guys did yeah, you we do did that, that all the time too? And it would sometimes it would be just you know scrambled eggs, bacon, and toast. But it does seem like to me. We would have, we would more often have pancakes at night than we did in the morning. Oh, huh. yeah, and <laughs> so yeah, it's just kind of a, a strange. A little thing, bit more prep time and yeah, uh, and yeah. also cook I mean, time. Pancakes, I mean, you know, they're great breakfast food, but man, 
an hour after eating pancakes, you're like lead. <laughs> right. you know? So it may have been a method to the madness of his parents. So, like, here, have some pancakes. Wired for about 15 minutes, and then boom, you crash. I mean, who needs bed. who needs a sleep aid? Yeah, just, Benadryl. Yeah, yeah, just eat a couple pancakes. Yeah, there right. you go. Or yeah. maybe maybe there was Benadryl in the pancake. Hey, maybe so. Mm, that's right. Yeah, if you look at breakfast for dinner, I mean, in it. You don't hear a lot about dinner for breakfast, lunch for breakfast. Those terms are not Yeah, it's called common. quiche. It, yeah. <laughs> right. But breakfast for dinner, I mean, all, all day long you're doing that. And mm-hmm. if you look at even the fast food restaurants, I just thought about this. I mean, more and more of them are having, we'll say, breakfast all day. 24-hour local hour cafe has, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. breakfast all time. But you don't get that dinner all day. You know, that, right. that's rare anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's breakfast called, is special. That's called crystal. Well, yeah. <laughs> maybe so. But two, the food. I think the foods that we have at breakfast. If you think about it, of course, bacon is a breakfast food in a lot of our minds. But break, but it's taken taken off, and now it's everywhere. But still, it's it's something you think about when we think about breakfast. Eggs too. If you're thinking about eggs as an individual dish, as the star of a dish, usually breakfast. Yeah. But it's it's in all kind of baked goods. It's in casseroles. I mean, it's 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 there. It makes its presence known. In every meal, but as a as the star of a dish, it's going to be breakfast. So we, I think, we just have a fondness for those foods, and you know, sometimes it's just easy to. You know, pancakes, waffles may take a little bit more time, but you know, if you're sitting around at night, and don't feel like cooking, bowl of cereal. You know that. That, that's a great a great well, option. And then the rise of chicken and waffles has been really interesting to watch. And that's kind of a bridge food from breakfast to a lunch or dinner. You shrimp and grits too. And shrimp and grits to be as a breakfast well. food. And yeah. I'm not uh, my kids and I disagree strongly. This I'm just not a chicken for breakfast kind of person. To me, chicken. You oh, know, there's <laughs> there's always a great time for for yeah, chicken dinners. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I love chicken. I mean, I love you know fried chicken. I like all types of chicken, but I do not like chicken as the breakfast food. I want it to be either. Uh, pretty much some, you know, either bacon or sausage, you know, and I know that people have steak and eggs. I'm not a big steak and egg fan too. That's a little little heavier for me than I want to do for breakfast and I'll do a big breakfast. But, um, the chicken and waffles thing is, is is one that has escaped me. Well, that one I like, but I think just a Chick-fil-A, the chicken biscuit has Mm -hmm. brought chicken to the forefront of the breakfast world. I mean, if it wasn't for that, it might not be as, Mm -hmm. as popular, but chicken and waffles breakfast lunch dinner i mean it's Mm -hmm. it's a all-day midnight snack 2 a.m in the morning after you get in so yeah it's great stuff so do you guys remember that you know growing up if you ever asked for a coke at breakfast you know which i would never drink i'll drink coke with cold pizza for breakfast and that's you know food of the gods right there yeah that's that's the ultimate breakfast that that really is the ultimate breakfast mellow mushroom next day mm-hmm. cold with a coke or yeah. a mountain dew yeah. for breakfast yeah for sure yeah and, you know i'm pretty much any type of pizza you know the next day is good and you i'm one of those two i mean my wife would heat it up i i'm saying cold no know? absolutely cold. no yeah. you don't it's cold. cold i don't discriminate on temperature yeah. I, yeah. I, you know if way. i'm eating it in the morning i want it cold yeah so but the, the coke thing is interesting because my mom is um she has a standard breakfast order at waffle house which will be a pecan waffle and a coke Mm -hmm. yeah and i would have thought coke you know i don't do coke for breakfast but there was a season in my life where i guess i was going to mcdonald's more than i do now but i would get a sausage biscuit and a coke and there was just something about that carbonation and sugar that went so well with that sausage biscuit or whatever it would you know i wouldn't do that for every breakfast but for that particular breakfast, yeah. that's what I needed to have. My wife doesn't drink coffee, so Diet Dr. Pepper is what she has in the morning, every you know, every morning. Okay. And she doesn't drink orange juice, so that's what she's going to drink 
with whatever she's having for breakfast hmm. as a diet, Dr. Pepper. Well, I seem to remember uh, when McDonald's added breakfast in, I guess late 70s, early 80s, I can't really remember. You guys might remember a little bit better. But that's when I remember a soft drink for breakfast becoming acceptable and ordered more and more because mm-hmm. uh, prior to that it was a milk coffee water orange juice okay, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so and i wasn't a big orange juice fan either still not i'm, I'm we're a cran apple family or yeah. now we've kind of shifted to cran great but but i grew up cran apple and i i love it still yeah see orange juices i mean i i love orange juice i'm the i'm the one who really drinks orange juice now so and we'll go through a bunch of it just because i'm drinking it and that, that it's one of those things i kind of have to have with breakfast okay. but know. do you drink orange juice at other times of the day yeah i'll usually i may have some you know in the afternoon or whatever you know it's a, whatever if i want something you know that uh kind of sweet yeah, but don't necessarily want uh you know a soft drink or coke or whatever i'll, I'll have orange juice you know i don't drink you know, I again, it's a juice glass. I don't usually, you know, <laughs> fill up a glass with ice and and do that. But um, but yeah, I'll have orange juice at other times of the day as well. So for you guys, yeah, I, I have a very particular methodology about when I drink milk. Milk is is for breakfast or as an accompaniment to sweets. Okay, so whether it's like a, a cookie, cookie or brownie or, or something a cake like that, or something yeah. like mm-hmm. that, I just cringe when I see anybody drinking or ordering milk with lunch or supper and that just kind of really depends on what you're eating well if it's breakfast or supper it's fine but well i can you know certain i guess maybe because i grew up this way we would drink milk with sandwiches yeah Yeah. Uh, and i can still do that and there's certain my my father-in-law would drink milk a lot and so we would often have it and maybe just with even with chili yeah, see, that's uh, I drink it with soup. chili or with vegetable soup uh-huh. or, you know, Ugh. some type of tacos. I love it. It's great. That's, wow. what, that's, that's what I have to have with that. But wow. I don't drink milk nearly like I used to. Oh, I gosh, I don't either. To. But, yeah. um, but yeah, I love it with chili. I mean, that's what, you know. It's because we're guys of a certain, certain age. age. That's right. Guys yeah. of a certain lactose intolerance. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but um, I will definitely drink it with the, with those kind of foods in a sandwich as well. Uh more often than not, I'm gonna with a sandwich. I'm gonna pull up, you know, either tea or coke. Sure, or, nowadays, nowadays I would, but, yeah, but but I'm but not yeah, against milk. Yeah, and for me, a bologna sandwich has to have milk. I yeah, don't know what the deal is? Pretty with that. much. Yeah. Wow, man, I haven't eaten a bologna sandwich in probably 40 years. Oh my god. I used to love them. Then I got, I think I got really, really tired get, of it. Yeah, it's one of those things that you yeah. can kind of go, wow, I've kind of reached my saturation point with bologna. I, but I'll hit it. I'll go. I'll, I'll have it again. I think I did. Yeah. I think our listeners may have reached a saturation point with, with bologna. bologna. That's right. <laughs> I'll have to share. Maybe I can find it and we can post it on the show notes. Uh, a cousin of mine and I went to this local store we were in jackson tennessee and have like a half inch piece of bologna wow like, have it thick like, you have it oh stick, yeah piece oh, yeah. of bologna i'm like you could kill somebody with that i think I, i'm afraid you know? <laughs> yeah. it comes with a cardiologist number attached you know, yeah and it comes with a with a thing of lipitor right right that's yeah. right because you need to fry it too or smoke uh-huh. it or you need to put that piece of bologna yeah. under the broiler or in the frying pan too wow what about breakfast cereals Oh, gosh. I mean, so, that may be a show in itself. I guess yeah, it could but be, well, right? we could hit a few. So do you guys remember how, how big of a production cereals were when we were younger? Yeah. You know. Toys Inside. Toys right. Inside. Toys Inside. You know, a, a, a 45 disc on the outside that you would cut out. Do you remember that? Oh, oh yeah. 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 Uh, and just, you know, complete sugar overload. Of course, yeah. Cookie Crisp. Yeah, Cookie Crisp, Captain Crunch, Lucky Charms was probably my favorite of all of those. But you know, and then of course you had the entire uh, monster cereals, Booberry, right. Frankenberry, which still come out 
at Halloween every year. Yeah. That's oh, the only okay. time they come out. You got your blueberry, your Count Chocula, uh-huh. and I think, uh, oh, I wrote them down, the other berry, uh, Frankenberry. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. You'll see, yeah. they still come around, but it's only at, at Halloween. Okay. So, so what's your go-to cereal, Jay? Frosted Flakes. Wow. Yep. All the time. And well, either that or Honey Nut Cheerios. We kind of grew up having Cheerios around, but when Honey Nut came, that yeah. that sort of over, overtook. But uh, Frosted Flakes is still probably my favorite, you know, of all time. Yeah. I like Captain Crunch, but, you know, you cut yourself. Yeah. <laughs> when did those things get to be like small pebbles? <laughs> Little lava Actually, rocks. there was a pebbles <laughs> cereal as well. That's right. Bam, yeah. bam. Yeah. Uh, what's yours, Art? You know, I kind of go back and forth between three modern day, you know, as opposed to the what I used to eat. I'll still get a box of Lucky Charms every now and then. But Life Cereal, and we're sitting here with Mikey, apparently, after seeing Jay's yeah. picture. Are you sure you weren't Mikey? Uh-huh. We need and to do post you those like pictures. It? Yeah. yeah. We never, no, we never had Life Cereal at home, yeah. but. We we loved life cereal. That was, and, but people but, told me I look like Mikey, so yeah, I, I can a, see that. And frosted mini, frosted mini wheats I like now. Honey nut Cheerios I like those as well. Yeah. And then uh, raisin nut bran. We yeah, grew up with to. just raisin bran, you know, which was kind of the dad cereal. And it's like <laughs> yeah. you, hit, you hit the point where the only thing left is raisin bran. You went, oh man, we had everything else. But you know, I love it now. But so, raisin nut bran takes it up a notch. I remember that. One. It's kind of like they took the raisin and added more sugar and stuff onto. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. They coat it, so, coat it with something, and then have a bunch of nuts. And so, stuff. what about yours? So, well, to me, raisin bran is up there with Old Spice and yeah. uh, uh, what's what were the loafers? Hush puppies. Yes. Yeah. Hush puppy loafers. Yeah, yeah. hush puppy loafers. Raisin bran. Boxer shorts. And, you know, it's uh, like your whole dad kit right there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, you man. have matured now, son. Here's your box of raisin bran. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll Keep your regular. Try, try to eat it quick because the raisins. I mean, the the brand since do. Uh, okay, your mom's not going to like this episode either. Is <laughs> all right, Mrs. Reed. Sorry about Jay and the people he hangs out with on the radio or on the podcast. Um, for me, it's still Cheerios. Yeah, and I have tried derivatives through the years. I went through a Honey Nut Cheerio. F- phrase phase right. and mm-hmm. a phrase um but it's still just regular cheerios so well you can add so much i like cheerios with like strawberries or peaches we I thought we'd put fruit on that's ours. a parfait jay that's uh, not breakfast uh, that's well whatever, yeah. whatever you bananas, call it. bananas and cheerios. bananas of yeah. course yeah. Yeah. yeah but but we'd have strawberries you know fresh cut with with sugar a little sugar on them and put that mm-hmm. on my that's just gosh the problem though with all these sugary cereals and even that is that i really want another bowl almost every time and then i regret it but i cannot leave them one more man one with one bowl of the sweetened cereals it's like just Mm -hmm. well what about hot cereals? Anybody oatmeal or anything no? Kind of stuff? But you know, I, I had cream oatmeal. of wheat. It's cream of wheat. Was our, I, oatmeal was I grew up on cream of wheat. Yeah, mm-hmm. and kind of burned out on that. I tell you what's really, which I, I used to really enjoy, and I haven't tried it in years. But you take, um, um, man, I completely forgot the name of the cereal. Grape nuts. Yeah, and you, you take grape nuts. Speaking of pebbles, yeah, yeah, yeah really, but. You take grape nuts, you put milk in it, just a little bit, and then you heat it up for yeah, like 45 I've had that seconds. Yeah. It's, it's not pretty bad. good stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Caught yeah. the bathroom with it. <laughs> what? And that's not any type of uh, metaphor. Oh, wow. Okay. What about Pop Darts? Toasted oh. or not toasted? Uh, depends. Straight out of the package as quick as I can eat That's them. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you kind of, kind of, kind of. Frosted, suck it. unfrosted? Frosted. Absolutely frosted. Toasted or Pop Tarts? 
pop tarts. Yeah, yeah. Um, so couldn't keep those around though because I would eat them all day long. So we, yeah. uh, we shot an episode of Making a Chef last week. It was an intro for pop tarts, and um, so Jake and who's my senior producer, and Mark the chef, they were on. You know, the intro was Jake is just eating a pop tart and. Mark comes in and samples it. It's like, I think you could do better. And Mark's like, I don't know, maybe. So that was the intro to it. So we got a, you know, now, now Pop-Tarts come in an, in an eight Pop-Tart box. Mm-hmm. The next day I was going to go look for a Pop-Tart just to have half of one with some coffee. Jake had eaten the whole box. Oh, wow. I can identify. I'm yeah. the, same the whole box. He's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I'll open a pack and eat a half. But within 30 minutes, the pack is gone. Yeah, and then that's you, what. The last time I had them, I was gonna. I'm just gonna eat this one pop tart. I'll put the other. And then yeah, no, yeah. Second, I was like, you're well, lying. It's gone. What happened? What? You're lying to yourself. Right. You're lying to toaster yeah. pastries. I love toaster pastries. Yeah. Did you guys? Get yeah, those really good. Those. They, well, egos they were, sometimes. Oh, egos. We didn't even talk about egos, man. We're we're almost at time. We're gonna have to and do we a breakfast the, part. We were big on the cinnamon rolls too. You know, the popping fresh cinnamon rolls. That was that always felt like you were cooking something. <laughs> my daughter yeah, likes those and we would um lately though we've been putting those in the waffle iron that oh, really? may be part of really? another show as did you well. put did you put orange glaze on them After, yeah we well, had a, whatever glaze yeah whatever yeah. glaze came with them yeah, yeah. either one of the two yeah, yeah. wow wow so donuts are donuts a breakfast food well donuts are an all the time food but yeah it's a breakfast food i would say it's a breakfast food yeah i would consider it a breakfast food so did you guys grow up eating donuts what was your donut availability as kids uh, my dad always brought Shipley donuts back whenever we had, uh, he would come from Memphis and he'd pick those up and that's what we would usually have. And we had donuts and donuts, like I've, I've talked about this before. Donuts to me were never kind of a must have type of food. You know, I liked donuts. I like the cake donut better than the glaze. Really? Yeah. Interesting. But, um, I don't remember where we, but Shipley's is where we got ours from. But we so. were, I mean, I grew up here in Starkville, so I don't know. My dad was probably bringing some out for maybe from the state fountain bakery, mm-hmm. possibly, um, I know we had them because I know that I always drank chocolate milk no matter what. You know, if we had donuts as a kid, mm-hmm. that was sort of my treat. It was the chocolate milk with, with the donuts. Um, and I remember Crullers yeah. um, for sure. And oh, yeah. Day. But I don't remember where we got them from. Well, there was that bakery that was over off Avenue of the Patriots, Serendipity Bakery. Oh, yeah. Remember that? It's been it's been several it's been, kinds of bakeries and many other things yeah, <laughs> since then. But yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, great donuts. Really, really good yeah. donuts. When I first moved here, you know, I thought I kept them in business long enough, but <clears throat> obviously I didn't buy enough donuts back in the day. So let me throw this out to wrap this up, and I'll step on your toes a little bit while I'm doing that. But Ow! If you... Tomorrow, if you could pick any breakfast that you were going to have, or you could have any breakfast that you wanted tomorrow, what would it be? Robbie? So, I love the French toast, uh, the vanilla bean French toast at the cafe at the Paris Casino in Las Vegas. The best French toast toast I've ever had. Wow. That's very specific. Yeah. (laughs) Beat that. I don't know that I can beat that. I I don't know if I have a favorite place or anything like that, but... In thinking through, and I thought, you know, to have me pick a favorite breakfast place or even a breakfast food is like making me pick which one of my children I love more. But And we all know well, that's not <laughs> Wait, but depends but, on which one's listening. But the question is, do you love your children or breakfast more? So moving on. 
<laughs> Yikes. Wow. I like a good buffet. Do y'all remember the show in yeah. breakfast yeah. buffet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm the big boy poster. There yeah. you go. So I, I love, because I just don't want to make a choice. I mean, was I've that, had some amazing. Was that pre-sneeze guard or post-sneeze guard? Oh, gosh, I have no idea. It yeah. didn't matter. I didn't care. <laughs> I never saw the sneeze guard. Yeah. But a good buffet with a with a good variety, hot stuff, cold stuff. Yeah. Man, that's kind of my my thing because then i don't have to choose i just yeah so you just weaseled out of it man you well, didn't answer the like. question are you running for office <laughs> that was a politician's answer yeah i mean to me it's always i mean this is what i'll get at cracker barrel but it's just always the you know standard uh toast you know scrambled eggs and bacon and if i'm out you know sometimes it's patty sausage or link sausage or whatever to, you know, to vary it a little bit to go out on the wild side but i understand what you're saying about the buffet too because you don't have to choose that's right. But that's just my, yeah, that's just what I like. So that would be the Uncle Art's breakfast. Yeah, the old timer's breakfast is what it's called. <laughs> and appropriately enough for guys of a certain age. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah there's well, still a lot more to talk about. about yeah, we may, because I'd like to talk about the advertising for these, these Boy, breakfast you cereals. Yeah. You know, why did the bunny not get to have? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cruel. Kids. That was kind of their whole. And did Mikey like anything else? Yeah. I think he did later. Yeah. yeah. And Lucky Charms. You have the flavor of life, maybe. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So, all right. Well, that does it for this episode. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you know, if you guys are listening on iTunes or Spotify or any of well, it's no longer iTunes. It's podcast because, again, Apple killed iTunes at WWDC. Didn't even talk about that. Look at me bookending Geek of the Week. But if you like what you're listening to, give us a rating. Give us a subscription. We would much appreciate it. And until next time. <laughs>